Good afternoon. This is Alicia Bales. I'm live in the studio today. And on Fridays at three o'clock, we speak with members of the coronavirus response team from Mendocino County. So today we have on the air with us, Becky Emery, who's the DOC manager, and Darcy Antle, Mendocino County's vaccine coordinator. I want to welcome you both to KZYX. Great. Thank you for having us. It's great Thank to you, Alicia. Great to see you both. Um, we're also supposed to be joined by a Spanish language interpreter, but uh, so far, he's late. So since none of us speak Spanish, we're going to just go forward in English. And when the interpreter arrives, we will start to to have a bilingual program, and I apologize for that. Um, but let's start with you, Becky. We The county does bi-weekly uh, media days. So we didn't get an update just before this program. So would you mind just kind of running us through the the latest? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, currently in Mendocino County, we have 60 individuals that are in isolation in their homes. We have four people that are in the med surge level in hospital care and two in the ICU. So we have six people currently hospitalized. Uh, we have 3,692 people in our community that have been released from isolation. And there have been 43 people that have passed away through the event for a total of 3,801 individuals uh, that have had COVID-19 in Mendocino County. Our daily positivity case rate, which is our seven-day average with a seven-day lag, is down to 10 cases. So that's a phenomenal downtrend uh, and has allowed us to have um, some significant openings within our community as far as the schools go in kindergarten through sixth grade. Okay, and Ricardo has arrived, so we're going to um, start. Hey, Ricardo, thanks for joining us, and we're gonna just launch into it if, you, if, if you're ready. Sure, uh, additionally, our uh, positivity testing rate, which is the uh, number of people that are testing positive per 100,000, is down to 5.6. 5.6. So you have seen a significant drop in case numbers per day and now in the case rate, which was hovering around almost up to 8% for months. Absolutely. And those are really, really great indicators for us and the uh, steps that Mendocino County residents are taking to uh, prevent the spread of COVID-19. The masking and the social distancing, certainly a big part of that has been Uh, the ongoing testing and the vaccines and the efforts that everyone is doing. All right. A couple questions. Let's let's switch over to to Darcy. Uh, Darcy Antle, you're Mendocino County's vaccine coordinator. Uh, It seems like it was a big week for vaccines in the county. Um, Will you give us the latest? Uh, Sure. Yes. I'm very happy to share. Yes, it's a big week uh, this week and last week. We're doing 12 to 1800 by the County of Mendocino Public Health. That does not include our partners. And we work very closely with the FQHCs, six of them throughout the County of Mendocino. And we also work collectively with Adventist Health. So, um, yes, everybody is out there vaccinating. We get the vaccines in. Um, shipments come in uh, regularly, we hope. Um, we had a little trouble last week with the storms, but the shipment did arrive. So we were able to distribute a little bit more this week than we had. Um, we're looking at our numbers to increase those shipments um, and those allotments. Um, at least we're hopeful. And we're hopeful that the shipment uh, shipping stream will become more steady and routine so we can plan more in advance than we have been. Okay. R- Ricardo, Hello. Hey, Ricardo, are you with us? Hi. Hi. Yes, uh, I welcome. am here. Thank you so much. And so um, we're from, from here on out, let's go ahead and make some space for the Spanish interpretation. Uh, how would it be best for us to do that, Ricardo? Do you just want us to stop at well, the end of rec- the question? I can recapitulate what uh, was just mentioned by Becky. If that's okay, I can just summarize. Um, Perfect. W- whatever is said, Great. if that's okay. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. So, um, so 
menciona que hemos tenido de 1.200 a 1.800 vacunas distribuidas con los distintos socios en el condado de Mendocino, eh, sobre todo con Adventist Health, que ha habido esta colaboración. Eh, también han sido retrasadas un poco las entregas de las vacunas debido a las recientes tormentas eh, de nieve que azotaron los Estados Unidos, eh, pero están contando con que el inventario llegue para recuperar y volver a reanudar la, la distribución y vacunación. All right, and Darcy, I, thank you. Uh, Darcy, I wonder how many vaccines were done this week and what uh, is planned for next week. So today, this week, the county has done over 1,600. Um, it's, I don't have the final numbers from our clinic partners or from Adventist Health. I can tell you that um, doses within the county are over, well, let's say they're close to 27,000 doses have been administered to Mendocino County residents, and that is over 17,000 individuals. So we are out there vaccinating. Folks are coming in. We are so appreciative of your show and Ricardo getting the word out to those members of the public that may not be on social media or um, first and foremost to receive something uh, in the mail or in the newspaper. So, dice que esta semana hubo la entrega de 1,600 vacunas por medio del de socio de Adventist Health y también ha habido 2,700 residentes eh, quienes han registrado 1,700 individuos también y bueno, agradece a la radio, a la estación por eh, hacer la difusión para que mayor gente acuda a las jornadas de vacunación. And uh, what do you have scheduled for this upcoming week if the uh, people who are uh, looking to get their first dose or their second dose? So we will have two clinics next week, one on Monday, and that will be Pfizer. It'll be a small second dose, but a much larger uh, first dose clinic. And we will have a Moderna clinic on Wednesday, similar some small dose, uh, some some small numbers for second dose, but much larger for first dose. And those are both scheduled at the Ukiah Fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. Entonces, que va a haber dos uh, jornadas de vacunación esta semana que sigue. Eh, va a haber una el lunes con uh, Pfizer y otra el miércoles con la vacuna de Moderna y ambas van a ser en los terrenos de la feria de Ukiah. I, w I would add, if, if I may, Alicia, that, um, you know, this is for the emergency service workers. So we're talking phase 1A, all tiers in phase 1A. Uh, we are talking tier 1 uh, in phase 1B, which includes our agricultural workers and um, those over the age of 65. And if I may, um, do I need to stop, Ricardo? I'm sorry. It's okay. So, eh, dice que en esta jornada de vacunación están los trabajadores de emergencia. Estos son los quienes, quienes están en el nivel 1 del 1A y 1B, que son los trabajadores agrícolas, jornaleros y también aquellos que son mayores de 65 años. And I just want to say the ag community, there's a large ag community in Mendocino County, and I want to make sure that the Farmers and ranchers, cattle, sheep uh, her, her owners, uh, goats, those folks that have been in the county for decades that need to come forward and get vaccinated as well. Um, I'm afraid they may not be coming forward. So I want to make sure we're reaching all the ranchers, farmers, producers out there to come in to the clinic and notify us. Uh, do that outreach. Uh -huh. Entonces motiva a todos aquellos trabajadores agrícolas, aquellas personas que trabajan en los ranchos, en las granjas, en los distintas labores agrícolas, que acudan a las clínicas para que por favor se vacunen aquellos que han estado trabajando por muchos años en el condado de Mendocino, que acudan a las clínicas para hacer registrar citas de tomar la vacuna. 
And this does include the lodging and uh, not lodging, excuse me, logging and timber industry. Mm -hmm. Y esta también incluye a la industria maderera. Wonderful. Okay, and for people who are in any of these groups and they want to sign up for this Monday Pfizer or Wednesday Moderna vaccination events, uh, how do people sign up for the county's events? We are working right now to get that publicized onto the county website, and we are working with our call center to be able to help schedule those appointments um, as, as the folks may need to call in, not be able to go online. Entonces la pregunta fue que cómo se puede la gente registrar para estas jornadas de vacunación y mencionan que eh, esto va a ser anunciado en el sitio web del condado de Mendocino eh, para las eh, jornadas de vacunación del lunes Pfizer, el miércoles Moderna, pero también va a haber la posibilidad de llamar y están arreglando eso en este momento para anunciarlo. Right, and that, can you give us the, the number for the vaccine hotline where people can call instead of go on, on, the, on the web? So I'd be happy to. It's 707-472-2663. Entonces, la... 2663 mm -hmm. Entonces la pregunta fue que cuál es esa... Eh... ¿A dónde pueden acudir la gente al centro de llamadas? ¿Cuál es el número? Y el, la respuesta es que el centro de llamadas, para que lo anoten, eh, para registrarse la vacuna es el 707-472-2663. Right, 707-472-2663. All right, that's very exciting. Um, how many do you expect, how many doses do you expect to have at these clinics? Are you able to tell? Um, we, we are hoping to do 600 both days. So we hope to do the 1200 uh, next week, um, depending on the shipments and the allotments and how much we allocate out to the clinics, the FQHC clinics. Um, we may be, do, be able to do an additional um, mass vax clinic at the fairgrounds. Great. Entonces la pregunta fue eh, cuántas dosis esperan distribuir en las clínicas y la respuesta es que tendrán serán administradas 600 vacunas cada día el lunes y el miércoles por lo cual serán entregadas 1200 dosis en, durante la semana. Great. And one more question I have about the vaccination efforts. Um, we heard that mobile vaccination teams are coming, that you'll have mobile vaccination teams that will go out into communities to, to give the vaccines. Can you talk about that and when that may start? Yes, um, we, we are looking to do that um, mid to third week in March, again, depending on the shipments that and how they arrive, to be able to go out and do a mobile clinic to reach those areas that need additional service or, or areas where mm, folks aren't able to drive. So um, a community of 100 or so in, in a rural area that we may be able to go in and vaccinate. Um, we, we need to make sure that um, we're able to do all the reporting that we need to do to the state with the registration and the dosing and those kinds of things. So there's a little bit of IT work that we need to um, flush out before we, we take our, our show on the road. <laughs> Uh -huh. Muy bien, entonces la pregunta fue que eh, tienen entendido que habrá un centro de servicios móviles para esta jornada de vacunación en la comunidad y cuándo será esto posible. La respuesta fue que esperan hacerlo a mediados de marzo, entre la segunda y tercera semana de marzo, donde esperan llegar a zonas que son menos accesibles, más rurales, donde quizá la gente no pueda salir o, o conducir a los centros de vacunación. Y bueno, esto tiene que ver con algunos elementos como los reportes, el registro, las dosis y todo lo que se tiene que reportar al Estado, por lo cual está llevando, llevando un poco de tiempo. 
All right. Um, and Becky, let's turn back to you. Um, we had a couple of outbreaks that were announced this Tuesday, or one new one and one that you've been working with, uh, one at the Mountain View Long-Term nursing facility, Long-Term Skilled Nursing Facility and another at the CCC. Uh, can, you, can you bring us up to date on how things are going there? Absolutely. So uh, currently we have uh, Mountain View Assisted Living has had 33 individuals that have tested positive. They are holding at that. Uh, and in fact, their last individuals um, that were tested positive are due to be released from isolation today. Uh, they have done a whole round of testing with no new positives. Ok, y bueno, la pregunta fue que eh, sobre los casos que había en una enfermería en Mountain View y bueno, la respuesta fue que eh, detectaron 33 casos positivos, pero ya pasaron por el proceso de eh, aislamiento y van a ser liberados hoy de, de ese aislamiento. The staff there have done a phenomenal job in their response. When we look at congregate care settings, Uh, and knowing that that first positive we were made aware of in February, and we're still in February, and they have gotten it this close to being closed out, is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Y han hecho un gran trabajo de respuesta para esta emergencia, puesto que este brote comenzó y fue detectado en febrero, y todavía estamos en febrero, y ya están saliendo de este proceso. Yeah. And Dr. Corrin has talked about the genome sequencing and wanting to get that done. He's working through um, some various labs to try and gain access to that for Mendocino County, but it takes some time. And for example, the Lake County genome sequencing, they did those tests last uh, September and just received those results. Uh, and so it takes a, a significant amount of time to get that information. And then there's a lot of lab coordination. So Mountain View absolutely wants to have that happen and has partnered with us. Um, it's getting that information and working through those labs for that information that's more challenging. Um, but, you know, that's something that he is working on for Mendocino County, whether it's this incident or another one down the road. Okay. Uh, y bueno, hay una cantidad significativa de trabajo y es un reto para los laboratorios hacer todo el, el trabajo de rastreo que implica, pero hasta ahorita están haciendo un, una gran labor. And that, that's because Dr. Corin was concerned about a possible variant in the Mountain View outbreak. Well, I think he's worried about variants throughout. There's a lot of discussion about variants, and so he wants to make sure that Mendocino County is being evaluated for that as well. All right. Mm -hmm. Entonces la pregunta es que hay preocupación del doctor Andy Cohen respecto a una variante y la respuesta es sí, hay una de discusión sobre las posibles variantes y eh, se quieren asegurar de que de si hay variantes en la población eh, que sean detectadas. And then the other outbreak that we've had is through California Conservation Corps. Uh, they've had six positives, and they are working primarily uh, um, with the state of California's health response as a state entity, and then also partnering with public health. They're doing regular testing as well, and following those isolation and quarantine protocols, and um, we have not received any new positives from that event either this week. So both really great news on both, both fronts of those outbreaks. Mm -hmm. Uh, entonces eh, mencionó que sí hubo también un brote en... Uh, can you repeat that name, Conservation? conservation? Sure, it's Aquí. the California Conservation Corps. Entonces hubo un, un brote en California Conservation Corps, pero lo estuvieron trabajando con directamente con el equipo del Estado de California y con Salud Pública, y ya no ha habido ningún otro caso positivo, y también es, es algo... De esperanza para el trabajo que se está haciendo. Right, and with the CCC, is that this is a congregate living situation, right? They they live together and work together. It is indeed. Mm -hmm. Entonces, el CCC trabajan juntos y viven juntos. Y sí, es afirmativo que viven y trabajan juntos todos ahí. Right. 
And then I have great news around our testing, if you're ready for that. Yes, please. Great news is welcome. So welcome. <laughs> so uh, Darcy Antle uh, has been working very diligently with the state to get our traveling testing teams going. Uh, so they have finally approved that. And today is the first day of our traveling testing team under the new requirements from the state. They are doing a rotation and today is in Point Arena. And they will be visiting a different city or a different site every Friday and then rotating through the five sites, Point Arena, Boonville, Willits, Laytonville, and Covalo. And we will be posting those on our website and updating them as the next round is coming. So, for example, today, it says Point Arena is testing today. Once today is passed, next week, we will update that with the new date for Point Arena so that people can follow and see when their testing events are happening. And we've heard a lot of feedback because mm -hmm. our Ukiah testing site has changed its dates and times. So we were moving to Sunday through Thursday. And so Darcy was able to get the state to shift and it will now be Saturday through Thursday. So we've added that Saturday day in through her efforts. Uh, and it is from nine to five on Saturday through Thursday at the Ukiah Fairgrounds. And of course, we are continuing our testing at the Port Bragg Veterans Hall on Tuesdays also from nine to five. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll try to translate that. <laughs> eh, dice que también hay buenas noticias respecto a las, a las pruebas para la detección del de COVID-19. Dijo que ha habido un trabajo muy duro eh, que ha sido también ya aprobado. Eh, eh, estos eh, lugares de, de pruebas que hay, por ejemplo, ya cada viernes, Point Arena en Willits, Elo, y hay otros, pero también van a estar actualizando la información en el sitio web para que estén atentos ahí al sitio web. Y además ya agregaron el sábado a eh, la jornada de, de, de pruebas, por lo que ya será de, de sábado a jueves de 9 a 5 en los terrenos de la feria. Right, in, in Ukiah. So, mm -hmm. Ricardo, you kind of broke up that last half a sentence so could you repeat the eh, hours yeah, for, terrenos, right for ukiah agregaron agregaron un, un, un día más que es el sábado por lo que eh, las pruebas van a ser realizadas de sábado a jueves de 9 de la mañana a 5 de la tarde en los terrenos de la feria de ukiah perfect Thank you. All right. Well, should we open up the phone lines and see if any of the listeners have questions for you this week? Absolutely. Um, the number here in the studio is 707-895-2448. That's 707-895-2448. Mm -hmm. Y vean los teléfonos del estudio, porque si usted quiere llamar y hacer alguna pregunta, yo le puedo traducir, si usted hace su pregunta en el español, es el 707-895-2448. 448 All right, let's take our first call. Hello, caller, you're live on the air. Hi, I'm wondering if um, it's still um, helpful for people who to get tested if you've had negative tests and you've had some vaccinations already. Do they still want people to go get tested for the ratios? All right, Ricardo? Yes, you can repeat. Yeah, is it still helpful for people to go get tested even if they've been vaccinated? Oh, sí, es importante que la gente se haga la prueba si ya recibió la vacuna. Esa es la pregunta que hace la persona en el teléfono. So testing mm -hmm. is absolutely important uh, for two reasons. One, as the caller pointed out, it helps our testing positivity rate when someone is testing and they're negative. But also to keep in mind that if you've received the vaccine, you can still get covid and so to maintain and monitor that as well is very important because you can pass it to your loved ones and other people that haven't been vaccinated. Entonces lo que dice, la respuesta es que sí que es muy importante continuar con eh, las pruebas ya que ayuda a mantener eh, los reportes de, de tasas negativos en el condado, pero también si usted ya recibió la vacuna, todavía puede adquirir el COVID y transmitirlo a personas que no se hayan eh, vacunado eh, como son sus seres queridos. 
All right. And what about for Becky, for your side of things in terms of the county going from the purple tier to the red tier where uh, the restrictions are loosened up? Does, do, do our testing numbers, our testing numbers are the key to that, right? The testing numbers for the percent of positive tests are, are absolutely one of the key factors. So yes, the, the caller is absolutely right that the more tests that we get, the better that we are. Um, but uh, as I said, the more important piece is to keep yourself and your family safe and, and to continue that monitoring for, the, for your loved one's well-being. Entonces comentaba que es importante también la detección de estas pruebas negativas para pasar del nivel morado al nivel rojo. Entonces dice que sí, afirmativamente es un factor importante mantener estas pruebas activas porque eh, pues es una manera de, de definitivamente de, de pasar del nivel morado al nivel rojo. All right. Well, the phone lines are open. There's time for one more call, I think, if people uh, have questions. It's 707-895-2448. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Hi. Um, I was trying to call the 472-2663 number for the last two days, and it, the phone doesn't even ring. And I'm just wondering, I did get vaccinated yesterday, but um, so I, I'm assuming that that's a wrong number. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. We will certainly look into mm -hmm. that. I appreciate hearing that from the caller. Ricardo, did you hear? Entonces, lo que comentaba... Uh -huh. Lo que comentaba la persona en el teléfono fue que estaba llamando a un teléfono y aparentemente no eh, contestaban o no sonaba, pero que ella se había recibido la vacuna y que eh, esperaba contar esto a la radio y recibir información, pero que ya eh, pues, van a aclararlo esta situación. Certainly in the interim, they can call our, call, our alternate call center line, which is uh, 472 2759. Uh -huh. Y pueden llamar al teléfono alternativo que tienen es el 707-472-759. Right. Um, could you say that again, Ricardo? You were breaking up a little bit. Yes. Entonces que pueden llamar al teléfono alternativo que es 707-472-759. Oh, thank you. Okay, so we're just about at the end of the show. Um, so let's go ahead and wrap up. If there's anything that you'd like Becky or Darcy to let the listeners in Mendocino County know about where we stand right now and what's happening absolutely next i would say that we are absolutely headed in all the right directions you know we want to encourage people to continue social distancing to encourage wearing their masks and being very vigilant in their hand washing uh, all of those things are really going to help move us through this and to the next levels and the next tiers and um, i just want to recognize the phenomenal job that darcy and her team have done in getting these vaccines out and administered and working with all of our community partners on the those efforts as well uh, and I'll go ahead and turn it over to Darcy but uh, I know she she has done a phenomenal job and I want that known <laughs> well thank you Becky I just want to give a shout out to the team that's actually on the field um, down there at the fairgrounds as well as the FQHCs and uh, Adventist Health for for partnering with us and making this work happen it's good for this community. We are reaching out uh, as fast and furious as we can to get as many people in as we can. It's a little different for the county than it is for, for the clinics. We don't have a list of folks that we can work down. Um, so we are reaching out. And if you haven't heard from us and you want to, please call the call center um, or you can email the DOC vaccine at mendocinocounty.org. Uh -huh. Bueno, estamos la, lo que acaban de estar casi al final del programa y si Becky o Darcy quieren comentar en dónde estamos haciendo en estos momentos y bueno, lo que mencionaba Becky es que definitivamente para seguir y pasar al siguiente nivel rojo eh, hay que continuar haciendo, utilizando la mascarilla, haciendo el distanciamiento social, eh, continuar con la eficacia del lavado de manos y bueno, reconoce mucho el trabajo que ha hecho eh, con cuanto a la distribución de la vacuna y es lo que dice Darcy es que bueno, ella reconoce el de los socios que han, la han ayudado y apoyado en este 
esfuerzo colaborativo para eh, vacunar a, a la mayor cantidad de gente posible y que recuerden llamar al Senamada. All right. Muchas gracias, Ricardo. Thank you so much. And thank you to Becky and to Darcy for the update. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Alicia and KZYX. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Ricardo. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Gracias. All right, this is Alicia Bales in the studio for our local coronavirus update uh, with the county on Fridays. We're glad to be able to do this and um, give you a chance to ask questions as well. Um, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we are going to hopefully be back with a member, a representative from Adventist Health. So please stay tuned for more. We haven't heard much from Adventist here on KZYX, so we're excited to um, get to talk with them. So we're going to see if we can make that happen. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Alicia Bales. We are having a coronavirus update extravaganza here on Friday afternoon. We we just talked with Becky Emery and Darcy Antle from Mendocino County uh, from three to three thirty, and now up until the top of the hour here at four o'clock, we're going. We are joined by Judson Howe, who is uh, the CEO of Adventist Health here in Northern California, and Cece Winninger. Did I pronounce that right? I hope. Uh, who is the public information officer for Adventist? Who both of you? I know you from your social media, but I have never talked to you live. So welcome both of you to KZYX. It's it's nice wonderful to, to have you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for having us. So um, w- it would be great. We would just heard from the county about their vaccination efforts uh, and, and testing efforts as well and tracking efforts, all of their coronavirus response. But you know, we, we understand that Adventist Health is also involved in a massive vaccination effort, uh, which has been in, in, incredible over the last several months. So can we get a, a picture of what's happening now with the vaccination effort from Adventist and, and how many how many shots you've administered and, and, and how things are going? Yeah, sure. First thing I would say is that this is uh, our vaccination process, right? This is the countywide effort. This is not Adventist Health. And Really, the county's leadership is really setting the pace and the tone um, for Adventist Health leading the, the state um, in many different metrics around vaccination rates. So, you know, big big tip of the hat. Sorry, I didn't get to listen to that last segment you did. I, I always appreciate Becky and Darcy's leadership and, and Dr. Korn as well. But in terms of specific numbers, <clears throat> we have done about 13,555 uh, doses to date. Um, about 8,800 of those are first and another 4,700 are second doses. And you know, that's a team effort, not just Adventist Health. That actually, we collaborate very closely with MCHC as well um, for the vaccination clinics we've done in the south side of town, and originally up there on Laurel Avenue. And last two times we've used the ARC, Alex Robar Center on the south side of town. And right. Biggest- I, there was a big, uh, it was just looked like a carnival there yesterday. <laughs> yeah. The parking lot was full for the first time in a year, I think. Yeah, it's really nice to see the community come out. And, you know, it's for me, it's still the most meaningful work. Uh, but I was going to say that was actually one of our biggest uh, vaccine clinics yet. I think it was around 1,200 on that day. And for the week, we've done 2,400 of the last seven days. Wow. And so what does it take to put 2,400 shots into arms in in your facilities in Mendocino County? I mean, have you been uh, sort of, I know it didn't start out with that the capability of 2,400. How, how did you get there? Well, if you remember, our first vaccination drive was 850 um, there back on January 4. And really, that you know, we've been refining the process since then. And, of course, we learned a lot from what the county is doing at the fairgrounds and what Lucretia has done with MCC on the coast. We're, we're watching and learning. But you're right. We have a somewhat refined process at this point in time. And, 
it's almost just as easy to do 1200 as it will be to do 2000 once we get this up and running. So that's kind of where we're at now in terms of what is, what does it take? Well, you need administrators of vaccines. So that's clinical people that are, are licensed and, and within their license able to do that. But really in addition to the clinical support of the providers and RNs, it's also the clerical support on the back end. There's a lot of reporting that needs to take place with the state and keeping up with that and the time requirements around that is a big part of the work. All right. And I know one of the big obstacles is communication, getting the word out. You get the vaccines in from the state, which you receive them directly from the state, right? Yeah, we are classified as a multi-county entity. And so we do have a separate supply chain uh, than the county does. And then you have to very, very quickly reach the people who are in the correct tier uh, and get get them to a site. So can you talk about the logistical uh, feat that that is that that has has been yeah i mean no one's really making us do this this is this is why we're here right this is why we're here this is what we do so you're right as soon as we get them uh we are getting them out out the door and so for us we're actually trying to create some structure in order to our our cadence so for us it'll be every wednesday at the arc um and again big thank you to the city of ukiah for the support there um, you know, CC, I'll just kind of let you chum in if you want, but we're going to start to standardize uh, in Willits as well and on the coast. And I believe with the coast will be Thursdays. We're going to try to stick with that. And we're, we're, we're landing on either Sunday or Thursday for the Willits market, which would be at the Ukiah High School. And the coast is at the CV Star Center is really where we're landing as well. And so, again, I want to just say thank you to everyone. It's not just Avenus Health. It's, you know, city, Fort Bragg, uh, city of Ukiah. Um, Willits PD. I mean, everyone's pitching in, whether it's crowd control or clerical support, or if there's any clinicians out there able to administer, um, even on the clerical back end. I mean, we just got some donations from, you know, even the coast, um, Mendocino Coast Health District to support us with the clerical support. So, I mean, everyone's kind of leaning in on this work. And I think that's unique to Mendocino County. I think we're all in it for the same reason. I think we know our neighbors, right? We know that when we make a difference, we're actually improving the lives of our neighbors. So, yeah, I think to add to that, um, you know, like Jensen said, um, we chose to do this. I mean, other hospital systems are vaccinating their patients. Um, so the original idea was to to give the vaccines to the health systems, then they give it to the clinics, then they individually vaccinate. But we soon realized when we had the January 4th incident that we could do this so much faster because when you have like five different clinics doing it in smaller ways, you can be more impactful by doing it together in one day in, you know, six hours with 1,200 vaccines as opposed to five different entities doing it. So it was to, to we realized early on that we have to, to just go for maximum impact with the same amount of people, and then we can go faster. So now that we have three hospitals doing the work, we're able to have 2,400 in a week, which we haven't done before. So if we keep doing this, then that's the way to to get to the the end goal quicker. Right. Um, And so it sounds like you're going to... Cece, you have really been doing uh, the lion's share of the communication with the public, right? And, And trying to figure out what is the best, most efficient way to reach the most number of people. And it's sort of been uh, valiant and trial by error at the same time, you know, just not giving up, trying everything that you, that you can. Can you talk about what you found works and what, you know, what maybe what surprised you or what have some of the challenges been in getting the word out about vaccines when they're available? I think the, the one um, concept that I think we have realized for all of this, through everything that I've tried, is that the goal is to get um, as many people vaccinated as quickly as we can. So yes, there may be people um, that we won't be able we won't be able to address everybody if we want to go fast. Um, but then for those who may um, not have access to the internet, um, you know, they have access to a doctor's office. If they don't have access to a doctor's office, perhaps they have a friend who's on Facebook, who has email, who maybe reads the newspaper, the radio. So I think the goal was just having something for everybody. Um, So what I've tried, we've tried different ways of we have first come, first serve tickets. We have online appointments only. Now we're trying a combination of it. So I think the goal is to just have 
something for everybody so everybody has the opportunity. I think that is at this time because there is not one big database that we can reach to and one mode of communication. I think just throwing spaghetti on the wall and hoping something sticks. Hoping something sticks. Right. And so it sounds like you have every, okay, so Judson, you said every Wednesday in Ukiah at the Alex Rohrbaugh Center, Thursdays on the coast at CV Star, and either Sunday or Thursdays in Willits at the Willits High School. You're going to start regular vaccination events. That sounds like it's going to be so much easier uh, to schedule and to know what to expect. Um, Correct. Can, can you just talk about that process and what and what we can expect about how soon that's going to be happening? Yeah. So our sign up our sign up is is getting somewhat stable, although there could be some changes in the future as we work with the state on uh, organizing this work. But as for now, I think our our website as well as our Facebook page is probably the best place to sign up at our. Age Mendo notify um, link, and you'll see that right there on our Facebook uh, and our website. You asked earlier what some of the challenges are, and so some of the things I would like to highlight are you know staffing. So you know let's, let's keep in mind that all of our healthcare entities in the community are in the middle of a pandemic, and that comes with extra challenges, um, additional resource constraints, and you know it's been taxing on the staff. Plus, we're at month you know eleven or twelve of this pandemic, and so. You know, we're actually asking people to also now provide support for these vaccine clinics. And one thing you'll notice, I want to be clear, is people actually love this work. It's more work in the in the week, but it's actually recharging, right? It's you know, kind of reminds us why we got into healthcare in the first place. You know, to bring hope um, to the community, and this, it's been one of the most meaningful experiences for myself. I also hear that a lot from our employees as well, as well as the community members as well. And so, I mean, some people ask me, well, you know, what's your revenue stream? I had a a very skeptical person say, how are you getting paid for this? And, you know, my answer is, I don't know. I don't know how we're getting paid for this, but I know this is why we're here. So I've got these vaccines. We've got these vaccines. This is why we're here. So, you know, thanks for being here. We're going to get this in your arm and we're going to get it in everyone's arm that wants it. All right, that's Judson Howe, CEO of Adventist Health in Northern California, and we're also joined by Cece Winninger, who is Adventist's Public Information Officer for the for Northern California. Um, okay, maybe you can give us some benchmarks. Um, how what tier are we in, and how long until we hit the next tier, and what is that tier? Anyone? I believe our Cece, I'll let you take the tier question. <laughs> So right now we are uh, vaccinating 65 and up plus essential workers. We are in a phase 1B tier 1. So we're following uh, public health guidelines. So we are in that tier at this time. And per public health guidelines, we can move into um, health conditions under 65 by March 15th. Okay, so that's people from 16 to 65 who uh, have comorbidities or, or health conditions that make them more vulnerable to... Yeah, to be clear, we can go younger than 65 if comorbidities are present. Okay, so good. And then um, how long do you anticipate until we get hit the next tier? Do you have any way of... Yeah, I mean, that's that's a Dr. Corrin question. And, you know, we like I said, we talked to him multiple times during the week and... I know he's collaborating with CDPH, California Department of Public Health as well. We'll move in conjunction with the state. And obviously, we want to be equitable. That's really a focus for us is making sure that, you know, the appropriate, you know, CC mentioned earlier, some of the difficulties, you know, we assume social media is broadly consumed across the county, but the reality is a lot of people are left behind. And so it's a multi-channel approach uh, to that. And so we still have people probably in the tier higher tiers that, have not yet learned about the availability of these vaccines. And so it's going to take everyone pitching in. Pharmacies are, are starting to do it now, Rite Aid, Walgreens, um, ourselves, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, I think having access to more would actually open it up. So then the competition is not so much. But I want to mention one important point. I had a lot of questions or emails about what type of vaccine we're administering for that clinic. And then they're like, I want Moderna, so I'm not going to this one. I want Pfizer, so I'm not going to this one. So I have to mention that, you know, right now, if you're over 65, you are the priority. Once we go to younger tiers, there will be way more competition because there's way more people in that population in that age range. So take your chance now when you are the priority. Take your opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. That would be the recommendation. 
and really, I think we could use the help of of you and really radio to get the word out to um, the non English speaking members of our community as well. Um, you know, we're working a lot with um, Ukiah, Vencinos, and Asion to help them get the word out. But I think it's going again, it's going to be multi channel in that regard as well. And that's an ask for both the you as well as the listeners. Please help us get the word out to every member of the community so no one gets left behind. Right. That has been something that has been phenomenal in watching the way that uh lightning fast the message goes through the community like when the refrigerator broke and well people, like- as you know <laughs> we have got, we've got the magazine that holly puts out you know word of mouth yes, right and i think exactly. that is so appropriately named for this community that you know no social media can hold a candle to word of mouth in mendocino county um it is the most effective form of communication true that we definitely are talking to each other um what about my turn and these signups through the state are you connected with with that at all if people sign up for my turn are they going to hear from you or is that just public health um actually so public health has gone to to my turn um but i think we're sort of watching them and seeing um what their experience is like um there have been some issues with the rollout um i can I've read about Lake County, um, their issues were, um, there were so many people that came from out of the county because it doesn't filter um, who gets notified and where. So they got bombarded with people just coming from out of the county. And I think, you know, we want to have a good experience for everybody, but also we want to prioritize our residents because supplies are allocated for county. So I think we're watching and waiting, but for now, we didn't want to change our system because We've gotten good at it and we've kind of trained the community to do it. So before I train them on a new system, I want to make sure it works. So we'll stick with what works right now, I think. Great. All right. Well, let's go ahead and open the phone lines. If people have questions, they can ask you directly. Uh, It's 707-895-2448. That's our live uh, on-air line here, 707-895-2448. We are, we have a kind of an extended local coronavirus update today. We're lucky to get to talk with Judson Howe, the CEO of Adventist Health in Northern California, and Cece Winninger, who, if you uh, are on social media at all and looking for Mendocino County vaccination information, you know Cece because she is uh, doing an amazing job getting the word out about these clinics that come, the word comes down and, and it, you know, it fills up uh, really soon so that CC's the one out there rounding up uh, folks to get vaccinated and le- getting the word out so let's take our first caller here good a- afternoon caller you're live on the air hey good afternoon this is so important this information we keep getting from KZYX and all our public health partners I just want to make a comment that a lot of people did sign up on uh, my turn so um what happens to those people? Because uh, Ted Williams had set up a site that we all signed on to, and then he sent out an email uh, over a week ago for people to switch over. So you have a lot of people on that uh, other uh, protocol that signed up so and waiting. So how are you going to handle that? Thanks so much. I can take that one. So... Um, as far as who's using my turn right now, the county is using it. So when they have an event, they put it, as I understand it, they put it on my turn. Um, but Ted Williams and I still work closely. So I still send him notifications so then he can send it to vaccinate Mendo. So that email that they registered from before, they will still get notified of our events. And Ted has used it, um, helped me to, to fill the Willits um, vaccination clinic and the Ukiah one, and he actually sent a text blast because I told him that we're not on my turn yet and I would still need to use that other platform. So he kept the Vaccinate Mendo site going so that those people who are signed up on Vaccinate Mendo can get information about your events. Yeah. Oh, now you start to get into... It's really just spaghetti on the wall. Yeah. I mean, that's what I meant by trial and error. And, uh, you know, you're starting to get into the the things that give me a headache every week is just trying to figure out where, how, who, what, as things are uh, coming so quickly. Right. So that's why, Judson, when you say you're going to start doing these regular events, I kind of breathe a sigh of relief, as I'm sure many of our listeners do. Ah, we don't have to wait on the edge of our seats for the, the next event and the next event. Um, yeah. And again, I mean, we do have, we've stuck with the same process for about three to four weeks. It's on our website, it's on Facebook. 
on our on the Avenus Health website and Avenus Health Facebook page, and that's what we'll be using. That's not to say we won't standardize with the state and CDPH um, as more instruction comes. Great, and so I don't think the the regular events are are going to be up next week yet. So if you could tell us what so far you have scheduled for next week and who's eligible. Well, again, we're sixty five and older. Um, we do have a registry already of 9,000 people inside of it. We'll be going through that database for those that have signed up. Uh, the next one's at the ARC on Wednesday. Okay. Um, and then we will be doing Thursday at the CV Star Center. And then Sunday at uh, Willits High School. The Sunday one is tentative. More information to come. Okay. And so people can get signed up through, uh, you said you have 9,000 people that you have their information. So you're reaching out to them? Yes, so normally what happens is if they are signed up on our database on that age, Mendo underscore notify, I send them an email that says, we have an event on Wednesday, here's the sign-up link, make an appointment. And then I send the same notification to Ted Williams so he can put it out on his vaccinate Mendo. Okay, and do you have any a phone number for people just in case they don't have web access? Um, so Ted Williams has uh, the texting option. As part of vaccinate Mendo. Okay. But nowhere where people can, right now, where people can call. I mean, we'd always recommend people to call their primary care doctors. We can, all, we can always, always work through the traditional channels. So I think that's worth calling out. The traditional channels are still active. Adventist Health still has its ambulatory presence. Primary care doctors and primary care providers, nurse practitioners, PAs are working hard to get their panels vaccinated. So it's the, all this work is above and beyond that existing structure in place. So if anyone has concerns or questions, I would always encourage people to reach out to their primary care provider. Okay. Yeah, and I'd like to um, make this as an example. On the coast, um, we coordinate with Dr. Berenson's office, Dr. Brown. So we get their patients in. They call their patients, and then we, we, we vaccinate them as part of our clinics. So we really are trying everything so that they still have access to information in whatever way that works for them. All right, we have a caller. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Am I the caller? You are the caller. Thank you for calling. Okay. I, I wanted to say that um, the seniors are so benefited by a dial a ride at this point. I had a ride with a really great driver, and... Um, it sounded like the dial-a-ride drivers have not been on the priority list. So I, I just wanted to say that they really deserve it, and we really need them and appreciate them. Well, um, I appreciate that so comment I, from the caller. Thank you so much. I will definitely share that with the county um, and come up with, you know, I know there's a lot of essential workers out there, including this great example um, from dial-a-ride. And I think, you know, like I said, I will personally take that to Dr. Korn in the county to see what we can do to hit some of these um, highly important um, occupations in the community. Thank you. All right. Thank you for calling. It's 707-895-2448. We are live on the air with Judson Howe of Adventist Health and of C.C. Winninger, who is the PIO for Adventist. And we're getting the, the lowdown from the hospital's efforts uh, to vaccinate here in the county, uh, which, as they are both telling us, are integrated in with the overall county efforts. Let's take our next caller. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Hi, I just wanted to say thanks for the show and thank you to um, the, the, well, Cece and then um, the, I guess it's Howe, Mr. Howe, for being on from Adventist. Um, I will say I want to thank you for putting things on the radio um, because that's how I heard about a clinic a couple of weeks ago and got my 89 and 80 five-year-old neighbors um, to be able to get vaccinated because they didn't know how to get, they hadn't heard right. how to get in. Thank you for doing that. And, and Oh, you're very welcome. I mean, I've been so concerned about them. And um, I just want to suggest maybe for the, the Latinx community, KZYX does have a couple of Latinx um, radio programs, and maybe you could come on and, or, you know, talk about, how to get signed up and, and and get on a list on that show in Spanish so maybe they people can know to come to you as well. 
know that they don't have to just go to the county. And again, thank you for everything you're doing. This is a wonderful thing that you're doing. Thank you. And yeah, I think it's a great idea to get on the non-English speaking radio stations. And if you could help us with that, we'd be, we'd be honored to have that opportunity. Yeah, let's work on that. Um, I'd like to share that um, Jackie from Yuva um, is helping us very closely. She, she reaches out. She has started an old-fashioned phone tree, and that's how we've been getting them. A third of our vaccination clinics are uh, for our Latino population. Mm-hmm. So she's been really such a great help. Um, her and uh, Mayor Orozco have been really helpful. Yes, boy, are we lucky to have them in our community. Uh, Uva, you can have a sin in action. Caller, call back, because I was just about to take your call, 895-2448. We think we have time for one more. Hello, caller, you're live on the air. Yes, hi. I don't have a primary care provider. I'm wondering what, I missed most of the show, apologize, but I, I, have, no, I have no connection with it, even though I've lived in Mendocino County for some years. I have no current connection with any any medical establishment. I'm 71, um, so I'll take my answer off the air. In other words, I, I I just need to be contacted. Well, yeah, I'll take it off the air. Thank you. All right. Sure. Thanks. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, restate a couple of the um, items from earlier for that gentleman. Um, yeah, you know, there, there are some great primary care providers on the coast, Mendocino Coast Clinics. Um, Lucretia Renteria runs a great clinic out there. Um, Avenue's Health has some clinics out there. There's some private practices out there as well. I would definitely recommend anyone um, to have a primary care physician for your own health, even if you don't use them. That being said, our website, it does have the sign-up sheet as well. And then we mentioned my turn as well on the county's website. So there's some great resources. Um, and if you know if someone doesn't have the internet, um, please reach out to Public Health of the county and we'll get you uh, registered that way. Right, and their number is 472-2663. That's the county vaccine hotline, 472-2663. And we did hear a caller uh, mention that they had some trouble with that number. So if that if there's any problem with that, you can call the coronavirus call center at 472-2759. And you guys are really connected in with the county. So I'm sure that that information, uh, if you call the number, they can get information about your clinics as well. Yeah. You mentioned earlier you had Becky on. Becky and our operations team works very closely together. What a thing. I mean, are you documenting all of this to look back and, and sort of take the lessons of, of coronavirus pandemic 2021? Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you asked the question that way. One, I think I think the thing that's I've reflected on is that Mendocino is doing as well as it has. And I know some people are still waiting at their vaccines, but in terms of percentages, we're ahead of the country. But the, one of the reasons we're doing so well is one, we're a small community where we know each other, but two, we have been through crisis quite a bit in the last three or four years. And so multiple agencies have learned how to work really well together. I think of the fires, the multiple fires that we've been through. Um, you, you know, you uh, correctly praise Cece for her, the quality of her communication, but think about the fires in 17, the fires in 19. Um, think about planned power outages. Um, you know, us, the county, the cities, the police departments, the sheriffs. Uh, unfortunately, multiple times a year, we're having to plan and prepare for sensitive crisis. Um, where public communication is critical to the success of the of the solution. So, you know, yeah, you're right. Big, big, big. We are blessed to have CC in this county, and I can I would encourage everyone to continue to stay a- attached to the social media posts that she manages for Adventist Health in the community. Um, in terms of you know the historic nature, yeah, this you know I think of the story of one community member in Ukiah who was well into her 90s when she received the vaccine in, in early January. And she was in tears, in tears of relief, in tears of joy. And she, she told us a story about when she got her polio vaccine in the 1950s and how, how historic and memorable that was for her because it was an end to a time of fear. You know, everything has a season. And it just feels like now we are approaching the end of this season of fear as well as we, um, again, have this... Um, the beginning of the end of this pandemic. So keep wearing your masks, keep following public health guidelines. Um, We're not through this yet, but um, we're definitely coming together to make sure this ends as quickly as possible in Mendocino County. All right, Judson Howe of Adventist Health and Cece Winninger, PIO of Adventist. Thank you both so much. And we will definitely continue the conversation, especially how to get this information out to our Spanish speaking community as well. 
Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks so much. I am Alicia Bales. I thank you very much for listening. I hope that that was some good information for you to, to understand what's happening with the vaccines and how you might be able to get on the list. And I will be back with you and Dr. Colfax Monday at three o'clock. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the local coronavirus update from KZYXNZ Mendocino County Public Broadcasting in Philo, California. This podcast is made possible by funding from the Mask Awareness Project of North Coast Opportunities. To hear this program live, tune in on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time to KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Williton Ukiah at 91.5 FM, and in Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Or you can hear us anywhere at kzyx.org, where you can also find out how to donate or become a KZYX member. Thanks for listening.